Good evening, Lowell, Massachusetts. And now, presenting a joint production of For the Pops and the NAI Network. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. A verbal history of chaotic wrestling by the two men who were there from the beginning. Hall of Fame ring announcer and commentator, Rich Palladino. He is the current reigning and defending Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Former owner of Chaotic Wrestling for nearly two decades, Jamie Jamakowski. No blood, no cursing, stay off the barriers. It's time to let the chaos begin on the NAI Pop Network. All right, we're back. We are going to continue our conversation here on the Let the Chaos Begin podcast here on the NAI Pop Network. Rich Paladino, Jamie Jamikowski, our special guest, the Golden Greek, Alex Arion with us. We're talking Steve Bradley. We're talking WFA, the Wrestling Federation of America, and the... War against chaotic wrestling. Jamie? I think it's so funny that as we're starting to figure out, it was a war that half the soldiers didn't know they were in. <laughs> I think there was a, maybe a smaller handful of us that were much more wound up about it. Yeah. But uh, but it both let us motivate our troops. You guys were motivated. Sure. Right? Whatever Steve was telling you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, we were the evil empire <laughs> at, at yep. the time. And WFA was the first ones who really said, no, we're going we're gonna to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. And like Pretty I said, it, it, it was like the, like, I keep going back to it. It was like the little things. It was driving through the towns. And I keep referring to the posters you brought. Mm-hmm. Seeing these things everywhere. What that caused us, and I will say, I've said this up until, I said it yesterday when I was uh, talking to Tarzan, that uh, in a weird way, Chaotic owes Steve Bradley in the WFA for how good and how big we got. Because we could have coasted. If, if you guys hadn't showed up, we wouldn't have had to change it. We could have kept running vanilla shows. And we probably would have kept doing what we were doing. When you guys, you know, kind of started this little push on us, it forced us to change. You know, I had Pants and Muckle, and I'll continue to bring them up during this part, saying to me, we've got to do different stuff. We've got to bring different people in. We've got to give different matches. This is bullshit. They're starting to draw crowds away from us. And you can't keep doing the same old vanilla crap that you've been doing for the past few years. So yeah. I, I have to I have to give you guys credit purely, purely from a competition standpoint that that's what made us better. So, but now I'd be driving. I'd see, I'd see all your damn posters. Next thing you know, <laughs> part of a requirement for younger students on our shows was they would have to go, do postering runs with pants and mucko. And you can talk to um, NXT champion uh, Tommaso Champa. You can talk to tag team champion. Um, what's his name now? He's always handsome. Just handsome. He'll always be handsome to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, but I mean, um, Hans, uh, Tommaso, handsome, Max, uh, Malonis, now newly signed with Ring of Honor Malonis, Psycho, all these guys, they had to go out and poster or they wouldn't book them on shows anymore. And that was purely because of you guys. They made us change our posters so that it was a lot more live pro wrestling. You know, it wasn't, yep. we didn't leave with our, lead with our poster anymore, Chaotic Wrestling, because nobody cared. Right. All people wanted to know was live pro wrestling, which I believe, look what yours says, live, live yeah. pro wrestling. WFA's live. really small. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's pro wrestling. used to be yeah. these terrible pictures and, 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 you know, we do, even times like we would do uh, like the glossy um, color ones as versus, no, just bright colors, have it say live pro wrestling and the date. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about, that. look, an indie level. 
No right. offense against any of us. Nobody oh, yeah. cared about the company name. Exactly. Nobody cared about the guys on the show. Exactly. Just wanted people to know yep. there was live pro wrestling yep. in town. So we immediately, we had to change our booking. We changed the people we were using. And we changed our promotion strategy. The interesting thing, though, and this is what I wanted to get to. We were kind of chatting during the break. Is the one way you guys really started to get to us was we were known at the CTC. We were a little militant. Um, there, it, there's been talk, and I don't know if you know this, Al, um, for some of our younger students, do you know Mike Hollow uh, would require them to bring in their report cards? No. And we would review their report cards. Wow. Or I don't want to say we. That, well, we. I'll use, we. And if some of the younger students weren't doing well, he'd suspend them from training. Um, we, we can talk to Chase and Max about different reasons we suspended people over, the, over time. Wow. Yeah. Now, I got to say, now... At being 41 and being a dad, I appreciate that now. If you would have told me that back then, I'd be like, who the fuck cares? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> right. But I could appreciate that now. You'll be, you know, having yeah. grown as a, as a man no, and everything. But, but. but on the flip side, though, but Gold's Gym, yep. as long as you pay your membership, they don't care what your grades are. Right. Why yeah, should yeah. they care? That's not, that's not their job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But what you guys now started to offer, and the other thing was, you can talk to any of our guys. Our training was a bit repetitious. Um, I think back in the day, if you remember, and Rich, I can look at you because you were at more of our shows. Al, you would know this from the work side. You could always tell a chaotic train guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. They were solid on fundamentals. Yep. But. That was it. I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm no, being ahead. blunt. I mean, yeah, that, no. that was it. It was, okay, yeah, yeah, he's a chaotic guy. You could tell. Because, again, all the basic fundamental stuff, yeah, looked great. But then it, when it came to, like, you know, being able to work, uh, connecting with a crowd, all that kind of stuff, a lot of guys were lacking in that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to name names because, honestly, I don't remember exactly, but you could always tell if I was on, like, a Sheldon show or something like that, I could always tell, okay, that guy is a chaotic guy. Yeah. You could just tell. Um, I remember there was one night, and as a guy who's in the ring, you'll appreciate this, Rich. Uh, Al was the guy in the ring, but Rich, you were there. Mm -hmm. There was one night, and if I really look back, I'd probably find a booking sheet. Where for whatever reason, maybe we did. Um, what was the old gimmick where um, you'd mix up the the t a lethal lottery or something like that, where everybody get a random tag team part, a random tag team partner. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But we did a night of tag team matches. It was all of our guys, and Al, holy shit! All of a sudden, on match number four, I remember Pants Mucko and I are standing backstage, and we're like, "Holy shit, we've seen this match three times before," because everybody did. The exact same Lock shine, yeah, yeah. cut off, heat, comeback. Excuse me, hot tag. Like every hot tag was the exact same. And we're realizing it's like, oh my God, you know what they're doing? They're running CTC matches, counter training center matches. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's all they knew. Yeah. And we're like, holy crap. Yeah. But, but I remember that. And what you guys were offering in terms of training was different. Yeah. Because yeah. when when you when you and Steve would train, mm -hmm. what was your training focus? Like, how, um, let, let me put it this way. Let me ask it this way. Yeah, I can tell you, and I won't. What was a typical training night at Top Rope? Boy, um, you warm up with blow up drills, which I think Fury still does to this day at at his school now. Um, and then it would be after that initial class where we had like Brandon Locke, Scott Reed. Um, that that group of guys, it, once those guys got going after a couple of months, it would be just whatever Steve 
might have noticed in a previous training or if he watched just a random tape of an indie show or something like that is something that he would look at and get either a hair across his ass about or something he saw somebody do that was really good and he'd want to expand on that. It would just be, there was never really any structure aside from blow up drills. I remember one time, uh, cause when I, I used to throw, I could throw a good punch now. Mm-hmm. I used to, the guys would see lights when I would punch them. <laughs> I used to, I used to just potato guys with my punches. Everybody'd be like, "Wow, he throws a good punch." Yeah, because it's real. <laughs> um, He's hitting them in the yeah. face. I had to learn how to punch without touching the guy or barely touching the guy. We worked on just punches one class, and that was it. Just everybody worked on punches, how to throw punches or how to throw a good forearm. If you couldn't get the punch down, you throw a good forearm. It just you know different stuff like that. But it would there'd be a lot of watching tapes. Um, it would it wouldn't be like a okay class starts at seven and we're done at nine. There'd be a lot of nights where you'd go into twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning. Jeez, oh, there was no real structure. It was the anti chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very not. Our structured. classes were like you said, start open with drills, but then there would always be a set plan for uh-huh. the night, which usually revolved around more fundamentals. You're, you're going to laugh because I want to talk about your shows too, and we talked a little bit about what made them different, and you touched on, but we'll go back to it. Um, Steve was was also a character guy. Yes. Meaning, mm-hmm. if you look, like you said, Nightbreed, Noise Boys, Metro Men. Yep. He created characters to entertain the yeah. crowd. Yep. Right? Um, and, and we used to, we, we were good at characters. Look, say what you want, but we had Psycho, we had Handsome Johnny, we had Thomas Penmanship. Tommy, Tommy Penmanship, right? Thomas. Tom, was it Thomas? Thomas. Thomas. So we had it. But ours were different. Ours were very WWE, at the time, WWF-ish characters yeah but you may not know this um one of the famous um character development things we used to do at the ctc was we used to do what they called vending machine vignettes do you know what these are no we used to have two <laughs> vending machines there right yeah and we would say we would put people in pairs and we'd say okay it's a backstage thing so WWE's going to put on the backstage you're backstage and the camera catches you in front of the vending machines and go and every freaking one would start with, oh, hey, did you hear what so-and-so said about you? No, what'd they say? And every and that would be our character development nights at, nice. at, at Chaotic. Nice. Meanwhile, you guys are going <laughs> till one in the morning. We're going to one in the on morning. whatever Steve saw yesterday. Yeah, and then uh, once we started actually running shows, <clears throat> I would take Nightbreed, and we would go with a camera, and we would Steve would be running class, and I would take these guys, and we'd go around downtown Manchester in the old mill buildings and find just abandoned mill buildings so we could shoot their entrance video stuff or shoot vignettes or promos with them. So, yeah, we were doing all kinds of... That came from you guys then. We we were doing a lot of because stuff. Because I remember that. all of a sudden Pants and Mucko started to grab cameras. And, yep. Rich, you'll remember there was the famous one with Kofi um, where they found um, right around the corner from the school they were actually tearing down a building. Yep. I think they were tearing down an old, an old yep. school yep. or an old daycare thing. And all that was left there was like the... Uh, the, the broken down playground. Mm-hmm. So they had Kofi shoot a promo in front of it, talking about, you know, and won't do the accent, you know, look in America, America how you treat yeah. your schools. Yeah. But they were getting that from you guys saying, look what they're doing. Yeah. We better start doing more content too. Yeah. We, I mean, we did all kinds of stuff. I, I would take um, Justin Shape and the Fat Squad. I would take him. We went to a. Uh, <laughs> There was a, I just love that name. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. We, we would go to um, a supplement store that I used to get my supplements from, and the guy had like a weight bench and like a barbell and stuff in his 
in his place. And I, I went up to him one time and I said, hey, I'm with a wrestling company. Do you mind if I bring a couple guys and we just shoot a couple of things in your store? Would that be okay? And we would shoot vignettes. Just I'd find random places and we would, you know. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's that was one of the things. Once we started going, I wasn't in the school as much. I'd be going and I guess you call it producing. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that, that's what I was doing. I was A lot of this stuff came from... For me, and just like with the direction of Steve, like, hey, figure something out with th- with this. I need entrance video footage for the Nightbreed. Can you get me some cool shots? Okay, I take you know, this guy, uh, Camera Dave. We, we used to call him. Um, but he used to work for the Manchester Monarchs hockey team, yep. and he just—I I can't remember how we came in contact with him, but he would—he had a camera and like all his stuff that he would shoot with the Monarchs. So he had all the really good, expensive equipment and stuff. And he would come to the school, and I go, all right, Dave, come with me. Uh, let me see, uh, you know, Matt Spectro, you know, Marcus, come with me or whoever, yeah, whoever yeah. it was, whoever we needed stuff for. And we just go, I, I find a place and go, okay, let's, let's do something here. All right, here, here's what we're doing now. Or, you know, whatever. Just spitball shit. And that's then awesome. the guys would throw ideas at me. I'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And we just film it. And then whatever we used, we used whatever was good was good, you know? But that's that was a lot of the stuff that I did early on. At your live shows, do you guys do a lot of? What was your entrance? Like, do you have a screen? Did you do a lot of video yeah, there? Yeah, we had a screen. Yeah, he had a. What do you use? Like a projector. It was like, it was like a, yeah, he had a projector, yeah. and it was like a canvas. Yeah. That he got. Yeah, he got that idea from Kettner. Yeah, I think we yeah. all stole that from Kettner. I think, yeah, eventually. I think everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. just never did a good job of it in chaotic. We like probably had a sheet. Remember the sheet? <laughs> I was going to say the sheet above the entranceway. What, yeah, what's the, wrong with the, the sheet? wrinkled sheet? That was yes. always a good time. Or sometimes <laughs> in Methuen, we actually just shine it right on the wall. Because it yeah. was a it was a white wall and it, yeah. it was easier. Yeah. But it, it's funny because I I I don't know if, I think I said it. I I never got to meet Steve Bradley. I never went to a WFA show, mm-hmm. most because I was afraid I would have gotten lynched in there. <laughs> but uh, but I never went to a WFA show. Um, and I think what we're kind of getting to is at this point, you guys were now running. You had your own thing going. You had a solid roster. Yep. We pivoted. We had our solid roster. I can say that because of them. Um, this was when we started to turn our roster. This is when you did start to see the names I talk about all the time. Psycho, Malonis, Handsome Johnny, Max Bauer, Max Bauer Tommaso. This is when we brought in the Kettner crew. Um, Fred Sampson. Uh, who else? We, uh, we had blowout Fred, the boys. Blowout Boys. We had uh, Scotty Charisma. Yeah. And that that was how, what we did was to pivot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wanted to, our, our big goal was we knew we would have been screwed if we had lost the WWE connection. And Pritchard was one who said we should work with Kettner. Once we had Kettner and his guys involved, we were starting to feel a little bit more confident again. Yeah. But like I remember one of the first things you guys did was we talked about the battles back and forth. You guys brought in Pritchard. Yeah. You guys brought yeah. in Pritchard yeah. for a camp. And if there yeah. was one that almost gave me an aneurysm, that was the one. Really? Oh, that that set me off. Because <laughs> I wasn't I, I can maybe he was trying to do that as a dig at you guys, but that was more for just the guys, like the students. I don't think he Oh, that I, one. I could be wrong, but I don't think that was meant as a shot at you guys. Oh, that, I don't that gave think. me an aneurysm because now, now you were going. Now he was going after my bread and butter. He was going after my WWE relationship, and I had to be afraid. Yeah, because he knew more people than we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the the big thing is, but I well, I came into the show thinking I was going to take this from a different perspective. I was actually going to say to you guys, if I had to say, when you could have really hit us, but you didn't, and I'll tell you why in a second. I'm now realizing it was because you didn't have to anymore. You guys had established a roster now. And you didn't need to pirate guys from Chaotic because your guys were just as good. You had your core group just like we had our core group. But that's where they almost had us, Rich. Mm -hmm. It was when 
And I can tell you, and I, they may not know that I know after all these years, but all of a sudden, Max Bauer would occasionally pop up there to train with you guys yeah. on an off night yeah. that we weren't running, that we didn't have class. Because we used to run Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and then sometimes Sundays. Yeah. But I know like on, sometimes on a Monday or Wednesday night, mm -hmm. Max would pop up there. Chase and the Logans would pop up there. Different guys would start popping up there training with you guys. Yeah. They kept it from me because they knew if I found out, Mm -hmm. that we'd have a problem because I probably would not have at the time. And Al, I got to tell you, <laughs> if I could go back, you know, what are we talking about? 18 years and talk to, yeah. you know, 32, 33 year old Jamie at the time. So if I went back 15 years, I'd probably tell him, dude, chill a bit. It, it's going to work out. You don't need to overreact to some of this stuff. Yeah. But I know 33 year old Jamie, I, I would have flipped. I would have fired guys. They never would have been seen in chaotic ring again. Yeah. And you guys probably could have gotten half our roster because you were the cool kids. Okay. Hollow and I, we were <laughs> rules. We'll suspend you if you work anywhere else. You know, yeah. we might actually have you killed. That's why we had Tony Omega nearby. <laughs> Tony Omega's entire job was to, if somebody crossed lines, Tony, you know. Yeah, I mean, how about that, Tony Omega? Yeah, how about that? That what was uh, uh remember uh, remember El Chupacabra? Yes. Never heard from him again, did you, Rich? You know why? He got Omega. Oh. We had to Omega him one day. Oh but uh, no, but all kidding aside, that was the thing that. Um, sorry, wait, ah, wait, we have a. Stop calling. What's going on? Sorry. That was my phone going off in the background. Oh, see, I muted mine when we started recording. That's okay. I don't know what I just did. It's, it's these newfangled technologies. Yes. So, but that's where you guys started to draw from us. Yeah. Was, and actually, I'm going to touch on this too. You started to take, you guys started to take some of what I would call our cast offs. At one point, um, on to famous, my favorite one ever was Andre and Minnie. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yes. We had had a falling out with them um, for a number of reasons that we won't get into. Okay. But we had a falling out with them. And I will never forget the video. It was them in a parking lot. There was, your WFA, you had a truck, right? Or a truck with a banner or something. Yep. Right? Yep. Your truck was parked yep. in the background. They both walked in to frame, smirked at the camera. And walked toward the WFA sign. Did yeah. you shoot that one? Yeah. Good for you. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I have to. Well, yeah. congratulations, because 15 years later, I still remember that video like it yeah. was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And that was a direct I, shot of they were two born and bred chaotic guys. Yeah. I I, I so they, they they were done at that point. They were done with, with us. Yeah. Okay. I All had right. actually Andre worked for me during the day, and I had fired him from there. Oh wow. That, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's heat. Oh, was he? In comes producer Alex Arion. Hey, guys, but, oh. here's what we do. Oh, I still remember that video. Like, but look, I love how he tried to babyface for an hour and a half now. Where he's like, no, you know, I didn't realize. Okay, so you didn't think it was a war. You were coming up to but you produced that video. Yeah. You knew damn well what you were doing, you liar. Okay. You liar. And then I'll just put a little yeah, gas there, on the fire. There's, there's Al's heel turn right there, everybody. What, what, yeah. what happened with our chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion? Oh, oh, tell Billy that Kryptonite. Tell oh, that story. Oh, this is awesome. So, <laughs> this, this, in hindsight, this is a great story. <laughs> so, I, I like Chad. I, I, I like. Everybody I likes Chad. God he's, bless you. He's a like, little, God bless he's a you. Thank. Nuts, yeah, like but. he came up to the school, um, and like trained with us or whatever. This is when I found out that that you guys had all the students carry a notebook, which I just couldn't. I could not. I still don't get that. Having a notebook and taking notes on wrestling, it's like, it, what do you do? What? So I remember he had a notebook and he was showing me his notebook, and I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? 
what? So he he trained with us for a little while or whatever, and I got I got along great with Chad. Steve liked him too, and um, he was your champion, right? He, like at the newly t- crowned champion, like we, he won our belt. And Chad's whole thing was to describe Chad. He was like, he, he, he was built. I mean, the kid yeah. was jacked. Yeah. What was he though, Rich? He five four. Five, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. five six. He was not maybe. a tall, he was shorter kid. than me, and I'm not yeah. tall. But he, at the time, he had like bleach blonde hair. With us, yep. he had a lifeguard gimmick because he looked yep. like he looked like an, a, a Baywatch yeah. cast off, and that was actually his theme music with us. Was yeah, Baywatch with the, the zinc oxide on his yeah. nose, yeah. whistle yeah, around his but neck. But we and we used to run on Fridays. So we crowned Chad on a Friday, not the next night, but eight days later. Okay, yeah, you guys put what, him on the show. Was, that's what it was. Yeah. So he'd been coming up and training with us, and we we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll use you, we'll use you. And Steve had an idea for him where he was going to be like, he was going to be uh, Billy Kryptonite. Was that Billy his Kryptonite? Name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lifesaver. Um, Billy Kryptonite. But he was going to be giving advice to people, kind of like you remember, like Lucy in the Peanuts comics. Yeah. He, where he, I think we even shot some vignettes too, where he we we made oh. up like a little stand for him, and people would come over and he'd like give advice because that we were taking that off of him, like in real life, because he would always yeah. be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you want you want to not blow up? Try this drill. Try doing this. Try th-. so whatever that that was going to be his gimmick. So I want to say that um, he'd been asking when you know when can I come on a show or whatever, and Steve. I think when Steve found out that you guys put him over for the belt, for your belt, he's like, let's use him in Littleton. I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. He's like, let's have him lose to D, like, fast. We'll test him. We'll see We'll see if he boo-boo faces at all. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, sounds good. Because I'm, I'm thinking there's no way in hell this is going to happen. Like, he's not going to do that. But I just, okay, yeah, we'll try it. So, yeah, sure enough, he came up. We booked him. I don't think we – I. Could be wrong, but I don't think we told him until that night what he was going to do. I'm pretty sure that we didn't tell him. Make sure he invests in the four-hour drive to get there exactly. to, to honor right. his booking first. <laughs> oh, I'm side of this, but that does make it a little bit funnier to me that you made the kid such, drive to Little Such thing. assholes. Wasn't it like 16 seconds? It was like... It was quick. Yeah. It was fast. But he was, yeah, whatever you need. Sounds good. Went in, oh, yeah. did his thing, came back. Thank you guys, thank you so much. Shaking hands and everything. I was like, "Well, fuck, he passed that yeah. test. Sounds good. We'll now, use him from now on." Now you've Absolutely. Known, you've known Brian Fury for like twenty years now at this point, right? Yeah. You know how when Brian really gets starts laughing, he gets like that high pitched giggle. <laughs> yeah. You ever want to hear Fury <laughs> yeah. laugh like that? Bring up the Chadwicks and WFA story. <laughs> Fury to this day will start doing that little Fury high pitched giggle yeah. of how funny he still finds that story. But so you know that happens. We find out. Because the funny part is, like, even he Muck- put it on his website. That Steve put it on the website. That's, that's oh, what right. it was. That's Local right. champion loses. That's what. It, yes. In Littleton in fourteen seconds or whatever it was. And, and I didn't. That I did. I didn't know that was happening till it happened. He because he Steve would edit all the videos. He did that's the website. So that was smart. all him. That's awesome. But yeah, he did that, and I saw it the next day. And he's like, "What do you think of this, Al? Come here, come here. That's I, I, awesome. Come here, come here. I'm walking the house. What? What's up? Bring me behind the desk where the computer was." Look at this. I remember exactly. Look at this. Clicks the mouse. Holy shit. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I remember being like, look, holy shit. That's amazing. And D was a, I, I mean, do we want to just put it out who it was? Or It was a, an established yeah. New England veteran under a hood. Yeah. Um, that was. He, he was one not of, one of your main eventers, if I recall. He was. Uh, it was Kevin Landry. There was it? Yeah. 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 Kevin Landry was D. Oh, my God. But yeah, he was over. D? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. People, oh, yeah. people love D. 
So when, yeah, that's who we had Chad work with was D. And D just, I think he kicked him in the gut, picked him up, gave him his finish. I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. It was there was no offense. It's like nothing. Diesel beating yeah. Bob Backlund in like and then twelve seconds. Much, yeah. But then we yeah. saw the video where they told us, and my partner at the time, Ben Lentini, he called. And this this story, I I, I get asked about all the time. You know, was it true? We Ben lit into Chad. He absolutely really? let him have it. We were going back and forth. It was was he dropping the belt on the next show immediately? Because you know, and and Ben took the high road on it, Buzz, but. You disrespected yourself. You disrespected us. You did this. And poor Chad, you know him. Unf- and I feel bad because it's kind of like yelling at a puppy that peed on the rug at that point. Chad did like, right? Yeah. Chad would do anything to please anybody. Yeah. And Rich is ripping him a new one. Like, Chad's almost in tears on the phone with Ben. Because, like you said, Chad, no, just new opportunity. And Chad just, he just wanted more knowledge. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to work for Steve Bradley. Right. Like, yeah. my notebook. Hey, Al, can I learn from you? And that was, and then Ben's ripping him a new one. And then I remember Muckle and Pants called me. They're like, did, did Ben call and yell? I'm like, yeah, they did. And then we got into a big to do because they weren't sure that we had approached it right. I'm like, I, I personally don't give them F if we approached it right. <laughs> so we were all wound up. But no, that, that was one of the, that's one of the best stories. Chad and his notebook. We had Pat Patterson at the school, oh. remember? And Chad legitimately had that notebook, I think, from the first day he started training. And Pat Patterson, Hall of Famer, first Intercontinental Champion, is at our school teaching a class. Everything Pat's writing down, everything Pat's saying, Chad's writing down. Pat goes outside to have a cigarette. Right hand to God, Chad followed him outside with his fucking notebook. Oh, yeah. And continued to write down anything that Pat was talking about. That's just you awesome. talked about the notebook so, that just pops see, into my head. Alan, I will love to do more of this because, like, I could see, like <laughs> I, I never even thought that the notebooks were that were that st- stupid because I th- I thought it was just stupid because, the, well, I mean, there there's a, obviously there's a use for everything. I yeah. mean, but at the time, I'm like, why the what the fuck are you writing down? I think different it's people wrestling. learn in different ways. Of I course, mean, I can't yeah. speak for the rest of, of the course. class and who had the notebooks, but. Um, to Chad, that was probably his best way, and he probably read that as gospel yep. every night before he went to bed and said his prayers, and you know, yeah, okay, drop down, and take over, yeah, and took his vitamins. Yeah. And then I remember the other big one that I remember in all of this in the middle of what the other person you got from us was um, Vince Vicalo. Yeah, Jay came over. Yeah, because that started. We were, we talked earlier about dating in the business. What happened oh. was Jay actually started dating somebody who was part of the school, and at the time. Michael had a real hard, fast rule against that. And I will say, as an outsider coming into wrestling, I, I kind of came in late when I started the company. I never really understood. And, like, back then, though, even WWE, like, officially frowned on that. On relate. But then at the same time, you know, you had Triple H in China. Maybe at that point it was Triple H instead. In any workplace. And wrestling's not normal. No. Because, <laughs> no. It, just look. In so many ways. Yeah. But if you're actually someplace where you're training, let's say three nights a week, yep. and you're going to two shows a weekend, and you're driving four hours to the show, or if we take it, look at WWE, these people are training together, traveling together all yep. the time. Mm-hmm. If you had a regular job, let's say you worked um, at a hotel and those were your hours, where are you more than likely going to meet somebody? Yep. Where you work. Yep. So I always kind of thought that's like the dumbest rule on the face of the earth, the no dating in the industry, because who the hell else are you going to meet? It's either going to be somebody in the crowd, which that's a different story. Yeah, right. We can we can tell those stories on another. Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll do that on the on the mature version. Um, or, the, but Jay started dating somebody. Something didn't go well. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything major. It was like literally like he ghosted her or he stopped calling her. She went to Hollow and Mike went after Jay for it. Jay had had enough. And you were clo- you were friends with Jay. Is, yeah, am I telling good, the story right? Yeah, am I very pretty good close? friends. Mike did not approve. And said person also, let's just say, had ties to a... Yeah, she a been, historical she, figure in the business. Yeah, she she I don't I was I, I was gonna phrase it. She yeah, so she had some connection to the business. It wasn't some new girl off the street. We'll talk about it after. All right. But um <laughs> but yeah, so so Mike Disapp- went after Jay. And Jay was just like, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and, and Jay's very hey man, level headed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, screw this, I'm leaving chaotic. Oh, I, I, okay. I can't wow. I can't go to school. I can't go train two, three days a week with this guy that's getting into my personal business. Yeah. Now, granted, said girl did complain to Mike about Vicalo, right. but that's that was the whole thing, and it broke my heart because like that was one of my travel partners, so it completely broke my heart because I like showing up to shows in a Corvette. Yeah. You know, it made me look but, cool. But yeah, but, but I that's mean, what you guys were offering. All yeah. of a sudden, guys who worked for us, if they left us, they didn't have to step down to anywhere. Yeah. Because at that point, forgive me. NECW, all those places, they would be taking a step back. You guys were in a step. All of a sudden, there was someplace equal, if not in their minds, better mm-hmm. yeah. that they could go work. And that's what started to cut. But my favorite part of the story is, do you remember one of the first matches that you guys had Jay do for you? Uh, it was, uh, fresh it was with Tim McNeeny. Oh, was it the drinking match? Yes, thank yes, you. So, yes. so but this is, and I, if I ever This was in Lawrence, too, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was in Lawrence. If yeah. I ever could have, in hindsight, if I go back in time, like Marty <laughs> McFly, put on sunglasses, and sneak into a WFA event to see one match, That's the this one. is the match I would want to go see. So go ahead, yes. tell us. Go ahead, yes. Was it called Yo-Ho-Ho and a bottle of rum or something? I mean, it was I can't something, remember what it was I, called. That really sticks out in my mind, but it was something with a bottle. Yeah, so, yeah it was so Jack Daniels. Yeah, uh, if you... Got bumped out of the ring. You'd have to take a shot of Jack Daniels. Yeah, and it was it was real Jack Daniels. And <laughs> it was I think, a nice I, think I think Timmy and and uh, Jay had both had a couple of shots before they even went out. Of course. So yeah, it was that was a fun. And yeah, I don't remember if I heard about this from people who were there, <laughs> or and you got to understand, like you said, Jay Jay's awesome. Jay, oh. I, I oh, love yeah. Vince. Timmy, great guy. Oh, I love yep. Timmy. Right? I yeah. love Timmy. Yep. At the time, and I, I don't know either of them now as much. At the time, they both liked their liquor. Is yeah. that is that a fair That's, statement? Oh, this More was the mothership calling Vince Vicalo home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was this was, was <laughs> you know Hulk Hogan WrestleMania three. Oh, this sweet. was this was Jay's. This was Vince Vicalo's dream match. Yes. to be. So, and I don't remember if if somebody was there because what was also happening like like Pants and Mucko, they were going to shows your shows to check them out and like different people were going and I'd hear back or. And, uh, and I'll never. So I don't know if this came from Jay later or or these guys then, but from what I understand, and I know you won't find this hard to believe, I believe like Timmy and Jay, their opening spot was lock up, shoot off, clothesline, both go over the top. Yes. <laughs> so literally, their first goal of the match was start the match. We're both outside. We both got to do a shot. Of course. And I want to say yep. they had done like six <laughs> shots in the first three minutes yeah. of the match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that was that was a that was a curtain sellout for sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't – had that ever been done before? I'm sure everything's been done before, but I, to my knowledge, that I don't think that, that anything like that had ever been it's done before. It's not the safest thing in the world, but, but still, it's – 
It, it is. It's a first of a kind. Of course, the entire locker room is going to sell out oh the curtain gosh. to see that. Yeah. Vicalo's was... in his in his glory. <laughs> Tim's happy. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's, it, I don't even know what else to say. It's just, oh, I mean, Vicalo would. <laughs> it was just, fun to watch. Just to get it. I mean, we all know. Jay, who portrayed yeah. the character of Vince Vicalo, this is a guy that drove a Corvette, yep. would pick me up at my house with a 12-pack of Bud Light in the back seat of his Corvette and be like, we'd hit the highway, let's crack one open. And I, that's when I would have to be the heel and be like, dude, really? We have to drive to South Portland, Maine. So when we were doing the Strive Center. Yeah. And be like, I, I, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just can't. And now here he is, gets his first match. Wait, I get to drink during the match? God. Don't even pay me. I'm it, good. It was it wasn't a 12 pack when he got with us. It was a 24 pack. <laughs> I was gonna say, Rich, you yeah. said a 12 pack. Yeah. Are you sure? I want to say it was like those. Yeah, remember, these with the, remember these have like the, the cubes. Yeah, yeah, the cubes. The That's cu- what he would have. Yeah, he yeah. would yeah, always bring a always cube. Always have a cube. Yeah. yeah, I traveled with him far too much. And so, but so b- before we take a break, then we'll come back. We'll kind of wrap all this up. Anything yeah. else that you really remember that I, that we didn't touch on that jumps out at you? Uh, no. Well, while you think, I'm, the only other thing was. Yeah. Vicalo called me one night and said, because I knew Steve. Yeah. And he said, Hey, listen, I've been talking to Steve, I've been working for WFA. You know, he'd really like for you to come up and, and do a show sometime. And at that point, it was like Littleton Opera House. And I mapped it out from where I live. And I lived down on the Rhode Island border. And it was like three and a half, four hours. I'm like, I passed on it. And honestly, this is where Jamie had said earlier like, the roster knew about the war we were in. The old ring announcer that just showed up every three weeks to do a show. I may not have been as in tune with everything that was going on. And to me, it wasn't. And and this is news to Jamie. This is the first time he's heard me tell tell this story. Yeah. But I legitimately like I wanted I liked Steve. I knew Steve from the very beginning. If it wasn't so far away from home and I, I just I just didn't do it. I mean, sure. Part of me probably thought I'd be cheating on chaotic, which I would have been and probably would have been fired. But but. Probably. As we've had this conversation, it kind of makes me wonder. I'm sure it was to lure me to the dark side, from the dark side to the darker side. But also, is it would I have been made an example of? I don't know. I mean, I'm just overthinking the whole thing. But you know, would I have been ridiculed or or I, you know, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. It was just very random. I don't no, think no more so. so yeah. No more so than we ridiculed on chaotic shows. How's that? <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yeah, I don't I don't think so because uh, like. We do our shows, right? And then after every show, Steve would find a little office, his little office, <laughs> a broom closet or whatever, and guys would go in and get their payday. But he would call guys in one at a time, but and then shut the door and then talk to them for whatever. He'd get, you know, what'd you think of your match tonight? Did you watch any of the, you know, the rest of the show? You, know, what, you got any any tips? Any feedback? What do you think? What do you mm. think is going good? What do you think could be improved? He would have these discussions with people, so I'm sure that conversation took place i wasn't privy to it yeah but i'm pretty sure if you would have come in you would have probably been taken care of because i think at that point there might have been some issues with the ring announcer that we were using i think he was moving jay pinkham i think he was either moving or he got a new job he didn't have the availability to do every show so i think maybe he might have actually been looking for another ring announcer and i think that's what it was because it wasn't so much coming in and doing every show but it was like because steve knew me and knew of my work that you know and in hindsight, I mean, knowing everything that happened after the fact, I mean, it, you know, it would have caused more drama than good. But 
to me, I'm still to this day, 25 years in, I hate long friggin' trips and, you know. <laughs> and yes, to answer your question, we would have fired you. There you go. There you no, go. I would not have bet an eye. There no offense is. to you, Rich. Uh, yeah, we would have fired you. None taken. No, and I think we, that was our that was our point back then, that at that point in time, if anybody went and worked there, and I think it was we talked about it, I think the Chad thing, that was the one that lit it on our end. That sure. was really the one that lit the fuse that said, all right, if you're going to do this, you go work there, we will not use you anymore. Right. So yeah. <laughs> that's so funny, though. Yeah. Who, who think that, that the Iowa lifeguard is the one that really heated everything up? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the but, Iowa, but what the Iowa shit factor. Uh, have you heard about that with Chad? His, his new, yeah. Yeah. yeah, poor yeah. Chad. I, I've told Rich a story that fairly recently. I was actually a couple years back now. I had to do. I did a business meeting in Minnesota, and I had to drive to Dubuque, Iowa. And as I'm driving through, I saw Iowa signs for Iowa City, and that's where he was from. And I'm yeah. like, I should text Chad and like stop and say hello. And then I'm like, No, I should really just keep driving. <laughs> there's, there's nothing good's gonna happen there. But uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back. We're gonna wrap up. Our show day with Alex Arian. We'll touch on a few more things. You're listening to Let the Chaos Begin on the For the Pops and the NAI Pop Network. Are you a wrestling fan, but you've always wanted to get in the ring? Do you want to follow in the footsteps of superstars like Donovan Dijak and Flip Gordon? Then check out the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. At the NEPWA, you can live your wrestling dreams and train at the best pro wrestling school in the Northeast. Check out neprowrestling.com for information on joining and about their upcoming fantasy camp. It's neprowrestling.com. Start your pro wrestling dreams today. You hear about Chaotic Wrestling's past on Let the Chaos Begin. But if you want to see its present and future, then go to Chaotic Wrestling Live. You can see all the Chaotic Wrestling action live and in person across New England. Go to chaoticwrestling.com slash tickets to see the current schedule of shows and to purchase tickets. It's all the action of Chaotic Wrestling live at chaoticwrestling.com. Hey, Jamie, I understand we have a new sponsor for the show. Yeah, this is pretty exciting, Rich. Simple Corp Global. Men's and women's grooming products delivered right to your home. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, I've known about Simple Corp Global for a while. Uh, they have great products. They have a great system where you know you don't have to rent a CVS. You don't have to run to Stop and Shop to get all your stuff. They have these great products. They deliver right to your door. And the cool part is they actually have three different lines, literally for everybody in your family. Their core line, and Rich, I'm looking at you for this one. Hmm. You know, let the chaos begin. We always have these wrestlers coming in. What is the deal with all you people with beards now? I'm not answering that, Jamie. Well, I mean, you got beards and fuzz and all that stuff. Well, Simple Man, their core product line, it's actually have a huge line of men's stuff like beard oils and beard bombs. So that that Brillo pad on your face for your wife, Lisa, yes, that could be soft and supple for you going She'll forward. She'll be happy. I'll tell you, my daughter, Nikki, she swears by their Simply Hers line. They have their volumizing products, and, and she swears. It's like, bam, instant hydration for her hair. And then... You know, for any women listening out there, you know, if you want to get a nice gift for the guys, they actually even have a luxury cologne line called Alfred Hoff that's been sold in, like, retail markets around the world that's now exclusive to Simple Corp Global. That's fantastic. And you know me with a wife and uh, 13-year-old twins. I'm all about saving money. So we're talking salon quality without paying salon prices. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel worse for you than me because I don't know if you've noticed. You know, you should talk, you should talk to your son about this stuff because if you notice now that it seems like teenage boys— they seem to be spending just as much money on their appearance 
as teenage girls now. They sure are. And the cool thing, Rich, you know, you said it's one thing to save money. The great thing with Simple Corp Global is you can make money too. They actually have a program where you can shop for free as a repeating customer, or you can have your own website where when people shop with you, you actually make money. And the best thing I love about their company is their corporate motto. It's work hard, play harder. So they have all kinds of rewards and bonuses for anybody who shops with them or signs up to sell with them. So definitely check them out online. That's simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. Once again, simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. And we are back with Let the Chaos Begin on the NAI Pop Network here in the For the Pop studios with our special guest, the Golden Greek, Alex Arian. And, and I, people are probably tuning in, hoping we're going to get to the Alex Arian stories in Chaotic. But we're going to save that for another one, because I, <laughs> I can honestly say, we talked about this before. In wrestling, and Al, you know this from helping Steve promote and being in the business long enough. You can work with people you don't like. As a promoter, I've pushed people I don't like. And there are people you do like that you're friends with that you'd never push because they're awful. You know what I mean? Sure. Liking people never has anything to do with it. Al was always one of my favorite people in the company. <laughs> always, Thanks, always, honestly, and I don't say that to everybody who comes in. Like when Brian Fury, I've never said that to him. But Al, Al's like one of my favorite people that was ever in Chaotic. So I want to save all those stories. Yeah. Because some of them are, are legendary. Um, <laughs> Al told us a story off the air that I'm not going to make him tell. No. But it brought it back to me. I'm like, that might be one of the greatest stories. I've ever heard in my life, yeah. um, but we're going to save that. But All right. <laughs> to kind of wrap up the whole chaotic WFA piece, um, you guys kind of wound down in what, 2007? I want to say the last Six. show was in 2006. Yeah. 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 And there wasn't anything, there wasn't like, I hate to say it, much like you joked about it earlier when we talked about your career that you didn't do a, a farewell tour. Right. When I left chaotic, there weren't banners and all that stuff. I gave you lots of Purell, though, you as did. a parting gift. That was good. But I would say most of these things, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, or promotions, they really end with a fizzle, not a bang. There's not like some yeah. big, this caused it, oh, and it's over. No. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably speak to it. It's expensive. It's yeah. time-consuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get burnt out. I mean, you know, I, I know I myself was burnt out because, um, you know, I would be at the school every you know three four times a week while working a 40 hour a week job but like i said you, you're at the school not till nine or ten yeah. you're there till who knows what time so yeah i, I got burnt out pretty quick and i have to Easily. believe again having never met him but from what you told me about steve's personality sounds like steve was an all-in balls yes. to the wall kind of guy <laughs> all in hands into everything hands on everything all the entrance videos he did that the website he did that he did everything he didn't want help because he didn't think anybody could do it as good as him. Sure. So yeah, he was a control freak in that way. Right. Um, but I, I mean, that's why everything was so good. But I think that's also why you get burnt out. Yeah. I mean, you need a break. You right. Know, and you never took breaks. And, and so. I, I was actually made the comment earlier that in a weird way, I wish planets aligned differently. You know, I was calling myself. You know, when I had it, it was we were the evil empire, and I was the emperor. I almost wish that stars could have aligned differently. That had Steve and I ever teamed up. Because a lot of the stuff you talk about, you know, I was always, I never wanted to do 
the postering, the, the booking, any of that stuff. I almost feel like if Steve and I ever could have teamed up, it would have been like the Emperor with Darth Vader, where literally, <laughs> I don't think we would have put people out of business. We probably would have killed a few promoters. Like, I can think of one or two yeah. off the top of my head who, if they had had to deal with our two personalities going after things on every front, yeah. one of them probably would have killed over dead out of sheer panic. Probably. Because I, 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 from all you've told, it's like all the stuff I had others do. Uh, the legwork, the postering, the booking. We did the our. That we did was, that. Yeah, that was Steve and that I was would Steve go. Steve and you. Yep, I was the one. Yep. you know he was driving. I was getting out of the car and putting up the posters. Right. Going into the store. Yeah, that was all us. As versus on the yep. other side, you you've got me and chaotic, getting the corporate relationships, getting sponsors. Yep. So it would have been interesting. Yeah. But but like I said, so many people don't realize. I'm sure what would have and I, I said that to lead into this. I'm sure what probably infuriated Steve as much as it infuriates me to this day, is when you have so-called promoters pop up for one show or two. I'm going to be a promoter. Yeah. And they run one show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not a promoter. You're 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 spending you're spending your money like like an idiot. Yeah. And my favorite part, and I'm looking at Al, because you probably did this to a few people over the years. My favorite would be, like, if guys went to work for WFA or other places over the years, yeah, I, I would encourage guys not to work there. When somebody would pop up for one show, yeah. I would always be like, yeah, go ahead, on one condition. Charge them double what I'm paying you. And they would. Mm -hmm. That would always be my favorite. <laughs> some knucklehead yep. would run some show in Tingsboro. And he'd be like, oh, I want to use Chaotic Guys. Right, go ahead. Just get them for twice what I'm paying you. And they'd pay it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That was always, yep. always my favorite. Mm. But um, but again, what kind of washed out out of all of this um, after WFA wrapped up, and then um, th that school closed. Eventually, a lot of you guys that wanted to keep wrestling kind of came over to us. Yeah. So it was. I know. I think the first round was really it was you, Fury, Nikki, Nikki, Tanya Lee. Okay. Tanya, Scott, Scott Reed and Scott Reed. I think you were the first five that kind of. They were all before me. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so they, they came in first. Me. They came in so first. So when did you actually come in? I can't remember if I if I called Fury and said, hey, how's Chaotic? Or if they asked me if I'd be interested. I can't remember how that went. Um, but I want to say it was 2007, was it? Yeah, maybe 2007, I think. Sounds about right. I'd have to look and up. And I think uh, the first match I worked with was with uh, Surat, Kim Mikazi. That was my first really? match. Really? Wow. Yeah. Do you remember where? In uh, Lowell at the PAV. Because I remember, the first thing I really remember was, I think, right around the time you came on board, we started running in Derry. Yeah, you well, guys right? started running shortly after I came on board, I think. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because I remember so, when, because now that we had Fury on board, and, and again, it's all of us, these memories, you start to crisscross years. Right, yeah. But I remember now when when you and Fury were really on the roster, that's when we started to go to, that's when we started running that Derry, was it the, was it the Opera House? It was no, an Opera House, yeah. yeah. the Derry Opera House, yep. which, which was kind of a another great venue. Yeah, yep. That was, that was an awesome venue yep. to run in. See, we're, Rich and I are both, uh, we're both clicking in the background. Yes. To figure out when you first started. Yeah, I want to say I want to say it was 2007. I'm I'm almost positive that's when it was. And yeah, the first match was with Surratt. Yeah. Wow. Because because you were not yeah. on Cold Fury Seven. I'm sorry, you were not on Cold Fury Six, which was Into the Fire. Um, bum, bum, bum. 
but there you are. You're there shortly after. You're there in February of 2007. Okay. It was you and Max wrestling against uh, the Logans. That was my first match. I no, it might not be your first okay, match. But this okay. is pretty early on. Okay. Because it sounds like um, this was when you were part of what were you big business, right? Weren't we the intellectual properties first? I thought. Oh, oh wow. With Arch. Or not. Wow. We, we need more but, guests. But it was only we for need a like round table. I want to say I think Arch was only around for one oh, or two shows. Okay. Um. So I have to put somebody over. One of our biggest fans of all time was Mike Jass. Yes. Right? Mike Jass. Yeah. And Mike Jass. I'm not giving the link, but he still has his photo library that he's given me access to for when I have to do stuff like this. Wow. And I swear, I'm clicking around. I just clicked on CW 12-1 um, of 2006. The subheadline is Alex Arian debuts. Oh, wow. It was 06. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, so it was December of 06. And you're okay. right. You wrestled, uh, you wrestled Kid Mikazi. See what a big deal you were? Yeah. That's the headline. That's a headline. Wow. Alex Arian. <laughs> Jesus. Is there anything about Brian Fury on that? <laughs> no. 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 no, he was no Fury was there. He had been there for a while. Like you said, they came in first. Yeah, they came in first. Yeah. So so what was it like when you first came into Chaotic? I thought it was just like any other show, except I remember you being super friendly. <laughs> You were I, super friendly. I'm friendly. Yeah, nice and guy. I remember everybody coming up and like I felt like everybody was kind of almost too respectful to me and I'm just like I'm just one of the guys and I remember Nikki and Brian coming over and saying like do you see how everybody's like coming up and talking to you and shaking your hand? Do you see do you see how much they respect you? And I'm like okay, I just, I was just You're being humble it. though because you were Yeah, you you were the guy. Like, I, I won't beat the dead horse, but I had reached out to you years before <laughs> wanting you on, on this roster. But when you came on board, that was a big deal, especially for a lot of those younger kids and a lot of our regular guys. It wasn't so much about the war. It was about you and your talent and your knowledge, in all honesty. I mean, I'm it, just I'm it shooting was, it straight. Was both parts of it. You know, I'm not sure I would have known about Al had it not been for, and I, keep, I have to keep going back to, you, Steve, and WFA, you are, you are partially responsible for how good Chaotic got to be over the years. And you challenged us. You made us change what we were doing. We had to evolve, and that made us better. So I think that was part of it is, is hearing about you and knowing about you from there. But now when we had the Furies and the Nickies and um, even Max, who, like I said, had, had trained with you guys, yeah. to have all those people saying how good you were, you were the guy. We, we, you, were like, you were like the missing piece to the chaotic puzzle. <laughs> you were like and, – and again, I don't want to make like big comparisons, but it mm -hmm. was like – you know how they talked about how WWE really never got Sting when they should have? That was you coming into Chaotic. You were like that <laughs> one piece we never had. But it shows with, and we'll talk about this on another day, with how we were able to use you. You were one of these guys who, we brought you in. You could work with anybody, right? You could carry anybody. You could work with anybody. You could you could do ha-ha stuff. Your your matches were not, you know, you, you weren't like, you brought up low-key earlier. And John yeah. Walters, John. Yeah. John always wrestled that John Walters style. There wasn't a lot of ha-ha. In a John Walters match, no. if ever, no. low key, that dude needed to lighten up now and again. You know, <laughs> you, if we said you would need to go, you to go out there and work a technical, a wrestling match, you could, yeah. but you would throw ha ha in there. Yeah. You had personality. You were character. You were like the get that I would now say because you know we're looking right around Cold Fury six eight six seven eight. A lot of our stories were based around you because of what you brought to the table. So we weren't just we uh, yes I'm a friendly guy we weren't just blowing you it was like no we were psyched to have you we felt like we felt like we had added a huge jewel to the chaotic crown at that point 
I took I, I took my old title of talent administrator very seriously because I wanted to make sure that we didn't have garbage in our locker room. Yeah. And that's why I reached out to you years before. So I I've I, I see you kind of speechless, but I mean, th- this is like God honest truth. I mean, I didn't even plan on having this kind of conversation, but you know, don't ever sell that short for what you've contributed, not only to chaotic, but <laughs> pro wrestling in New England a- as a whole. And uh, you went over in your in your debut match, didn't you? You pinned Mikazi. Did I? Yeah, I, I think you cheated. Sure. <laughs> I probably. I think you, I think you did I'm something. Look, like yeah, you are. You, you're a big jerk. I think. For, <laughs> for the record, it was Brian Fury that had defeated Fred Samza for the New England title in Derry, New Hampshire, but you. Won the New England title from Brian Fury in the same building in Derry, October of two thousand seven. Yeah. Oh, I can, like I right. said, I have very vivid, specific memories of yeah. Al from matches with Rick Fuller to uh, belt presentation. I remember all that stuff. Wow. Uh, I have one of my <laughs> Golden uh, Greek and the Golden Goddess. Didn't we have oh, the Golden Goddess? Uh, you were teamed up with my favorite chaotic female of all time, Cherry Payne, for the longest time. Right. Yep. There's a birthday celebration we'll talk about. We'll talk about all that another day. <laughs> uh, so many of my favorite chaotic moments um, revolve around you. I, I can tell you there's one where to this day when I meet up with WWE ref Sean Bennett, we still talk about one match of yours Every single time I see, I see, I see Sean. Um, so we'll save that for another day. All right. um, one, one other thing that I will always forget, yeah. never forget because of the funny haha. You wrestled somebody. I'll leave their name completely out of it, and they may have vomited in the ring a little bit. <laughs> and that was exactly your response. You were like, "Look what you did!" You pointed like the like you were saying uh, the dog. I won't say who it was, but oh, I can't. I can't wait for the <laughs> Alex Arian and Chaotic episode because it's oh, going to be we, insane. We've got the famous the Chaotic Countdown with you and Ilya in the ring, the Greek Squad. <laughs> oh. with so many stories about his run. But <sighs> I, I do want to touch uh, on one more thing with Steve, and, and Steve unfortunately did pass away, and I think we said two thousand eight. Yes, correct. At this time, you're all with us, and I will go on record to say I never met Steve. And Rich, this should really be your story, um, because. It's the, it's the one time in our uh-huh. 18 years together that I can honestly say Rich was right and I was wrong. Oh so go ahead. So, so start it rolling, Rich. So Steve passed away in the first show that we did after Steve passed away. I pulled Jamie aside and I said, I want to do a 10-bell salute for Steve Bradley. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry that he passed away, but he tried to put us out of business. I, 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 you're not going to do that in my ring, period, and walked away. Right hand to God, I grabbed Jamie by the arm, and I said, hey, he was my friend, and he trained more than half of your locker room. Yeah, because at that time, it was, it, you were all there. It was Brandon, Reed, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that's right. Every, everybody. And, was, and as you, Tarzan might have been around at yeah, that point, too. And as you guys, as my friends, I mean, what does that say if I don't? So I said, no, I'm, I'm fucking doing this. I'm sorry, but I'm doing it. You can fire me right after I do it, but I'm doing it. And he paused, and he kind of just went, you're right. And I know it killed him to say it. He was right. And I did. And I went out, and I did my 10-bell salute, and that's all I wanted to do. You know, like... that. So, I mean, that was just it. I mean, it was was a lot. I hadn't seen Steve in forever, you know? And that also came from me. Like I said, I, I wasn't part of the... I wasn't part of the business. I came in very late. And, um, Rich... I can't even twist this to make any of it Rich's fault. No, Rich, you were 100% right on that one. <laughs> I viewed it, I'd never met Steve, but I viewed it as, no, this, forgive me, God rest his soul, this fucker tried to put me out of business. He said, words. I'm going to, no, my exact words, no, yeah. why am I going to salute him on my show when all he did was try to put me out of business? 
I'd never met the guy. He's never been to my ring. And he tried to put me out of business. And he's like, and but I and you said it. I will never forget that he said he trained half your roster. And I think you messed up. You you actually said, if not out of respect for him, do it out of respect for them. Right. And I'm like, fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, it wasn't yes, yes, Rich, you're right. No, it was fine, you're right. And yep. walked away. I well up even thinking about yeah. it because it was just it was like a thing. So it's like, you know, you always laugh at me when I talk about the brotherhood of this business, but it's like we lost somebody, whatever happened. Yeah. But how could I look at Al? How could I look at Brian? How could I look at Nikki? How could I look at anybody in that locker yeah. room and just be like, Oh, okay, it's showtime. Let's go, people. I just couldn't. So and in hindsight it was no different than when Kowalski passed away. Yeah. And we we did one for him. You know, he had there were other people in on the show that night who had never trained with Walter. Half of them probably had never met the guy. Right. But still when Somebody's responsible for, for half your roster. So, Rich, so Rich, you were right. Thank you. You were right. And what year was that? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So you're due. It's been ten years. You should be right again soon. <sighs> I'm hoping so. <laughs> if, if I can't be right at home, I can't be right in my real job. I got to be right in, in a wrestling right. ring or in a locker room just once, one more time so, before so, I retire. So, Al, did you have fun? I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good time. Yeah, good stuff. Anything else we, we need to cover before we're we wrap back, up? Daddy? We're back. I know. Let well, the chaos begin. Is back. What about the time that? We almost had Stephen Chaotic. You never met him, but remember, we almost... No. You knew about this. You didn't know about this? You had... No, you knew about this. I love this. This is a late-breaking story. Go you, ahead. You, Tell me the story. Come on. I could have sworn... All right. Before he passed away, yeah. he, he had gone He had gone to, uh, to rehab. Yeah. Gotten clean. Yeah. Got himself in really good shape again. Wanted to start working again. So he asked me... How's that? How's that chaotic? And I said, "Well, it's great. You know, they treat me great. Yeah. You know, Jamie's really nice. Everybody there is really nice." And he and um, I said, "Do you want to come in and work a couple of matches? You know, because he was he wanted to he wanted yeah. to make another go yeah. with it." And uh, he goes, "I will, but I'll only work with you." I said, "Okay, I think I can make that happen." So we, I thought I didn't meet with you. Who the hell did I meet with then? Is it was myself, me? Max. And who was booking at the time? If it was 2008, I would have been. I was around. Who was booking? Maybe it was the summer, and you weren't around. <laughs> That's possible. If it was summer, I wouldn't it, have been it around. Was, it was. It was. Um, no, because it was going to be. We were going to do like a uh, like a surprise kind of thing where we we didn't tell anybody. It was myself, Max, and who the hell was booking? Why can't I remember who was booking for you guys was, then? Was it Malone's? No, no. Was wait. it Crockett? Crockett. It would have been Crock. Crockett would have been in the mix. Would it have been Fat Pants? I don't think it was Fat Pants. I think Fat Pants had left by that point. It's not going to be on your booking sheet. You can try it to find 2009. it. But no, but if I look at booking sheets, oh, okay. I can remember. Oh, okay, okay. It, it, was, it was 2009. Wait, no. No, because he passed away in 2008. He passed away right? in December, December 2008, and it was that show where you you were talking about the 10-bell salute. Yeah. We were going to do something where I was going to come out and do like an open challenge kind of thing. And he was, and gonna he was going to come out, and nobody knew about it. It was going to be myself, uh, Max knew, and whoever was booking it. Was it George Carroll? Maybe George Carroll was around. So I'm betting it was some combination of Crockett, George Carroll, and it would have been. I bet Adult was the other one that was at that adult meeting. Adult might have been there. I too. think you would have approached Carroll, Adult, and Crockett. Some combination of those three at that point in time. That's exactly what it was. But it was going to be one of those where nobody knew, <laughs> including Jamie, and then last resort in, plays, including you, I guess. <laughs> and then yeah, it was going to be me in the ring doing like an open challenge kind of thing, and then 
he I can't remember how we had it set up, but somebody was gonna he was gonna not even get to the building till like shortly before seven fifty nine, and he was gonna just come in through the through the people. Like he was gonna get the phone call on the cell phone. We had it all worked out. Oh, Jesus! And he was gonna get the phone call from the cell phone, come in right through where the people come in, so nobody in the back would have known. Wow! We, were, we yeah, we were gonna surprise everybody, and uh, he was just oh, gonna come in, beat the shit out of me, and then go from there. You yeah. know, but um. Yeah. Wow. And he ended up, unfortunately, passing away. Oh, my God. You know who else it could have been now that I'm looking? Could have been Handsome. This could have been during one of Handsome's injuries where he was helping us on the booking committee, it too. Might have been. I can't, I can't for the life of me remember who it was, but we <laughs> met at the at the CTC at the time. We were up there, and I pitched it, and everybody was all for it. I said, but it can't leave this room. It can't leave this room. Nobody else can know. And everybody was like, yeah, it's fucking great. And Steve was on board with it. We were talking wow. about it up until he passed away. Yeah, he was ready to do it. That that's unbelievable. That I, I thought you knew. I know. I never okay, knew. so it wasn't yeah. you in the room then. Now, no, the I was never was in the room. room. I just remember it was myself. Max was sitting next to me on the couch, and whoever else was in the room. And it was. It's not leaving this room, but this is happening. See, I'm looking at the booking sheets, and there's there's Duke of Elegance. Okay, so I'm looking back during this time frame. Yeah. I'm seeing Handsome as the Duke. That was when Handsome was coming back from an injury. Yeah. And I'm betting, I'm betting it was some combination of George, adult, what, what we're going to do is as soon as we hang up, texts are going to start going <laughs> out. Yeah, we're going to. So I can confirm <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly who this was. True. Oh, but that would have been amazing. And that I, re I remember fun. just thinking that I would be in, I remember Ribbon, uh, you know, talking to Steve about what a ribbon would be because we would be, you know, his music would hit and we would be able to hear Brian going, what? From the back. <laughs> I remember that was like our little joke between us. Like, we'll both hear Fury in the back going, what? Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, we, we can't end it any better than that. We can't. Except to say that, Al, we're definitely going to have you back so we can talk to you about the can't chaotic gears. You're, you're like our favorite guest, Rich. I'm so glad we're doing <laughs> with the chaos begins with more guests now. Because I'm finding that the Johns and the Tarzans and the Al's, they, they are much more interesting than you and I will ever be. Thank you for coming in, Rich. Welcome back. I'm happy to be back with you finally. Nice to be here. This is a good time. Thank so you. So we will be back every other week. We'll get back on track yeah. with more of the Let the Chaos Begin right here on the For the Pops and the NAI Pop Networks. We'll talk to you all again soon.